This is Power Players with Dan Clark. Hey, it's Dan Clark, Power Players with Dan Clark. Welcome to this episode of the podcast where I have the privilege and the honor to interview University of Utah student-athletes. And my job is to make sure I ask the questions that every fan wants to know so that we get inside the jersey number four, we get inside the helmet, we get to see the million-dollar smile and check out these athletes who entertain us every week and lay their lives on the line just to help us become a better community, a better school, get us national exposure, world fame. And right now I get an opportunity to interview J.T. Broughton, number four. And what a fine young man you are, my friend. It's so fun to watch you play. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. You're such a gentleman already. This is good. <laughs> so let's take us all the way back to where you grew up and what was it like in your neighborhood? Man, I'm originally from Fort Knox, Kentucky, but was raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I'm a Tulsa guy. And um, In Cushing or right in Tulsa? Yeah. I know it well, man. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Tulsa life, man, just flat, no mountains, um, different than out here. My first time seeing mountains was out here, really, and... Just the Tulsa life, it was just normal. Nothing too exciting. What was your day family day. like? Family, um, just big family guy. Um, my family, sorry. <laughs> nah, just your mom, dad, brothers, sisters. Tell us about it. Man, just you know, my family has had to overcome a lot of things um, together, but you know, we all stay together and just one. I have a little brother now. I'll take care wow. of him. Love him to death. How old is he? He's 10. So wow. He's getting up there to that Absolutely. Age. So it's just getting older and older, man, and being in college away from him, it's just like, dang. But I know I'm going to come back when. That's good, man. We're so proud of you. I love family first. So what uh, what was your high school like? Was it big high school? Was it a small high school? You play more than one sport. Kind of give us your your story. Yeah, so I was a multi sport athlete. Um, I played a little basketball, but I didn't. I wasn't really a basketball type of guy. I was more of a football track guy. Uh, I used to love track a little bit more than football at times. But um, <laughs> why is that? Just because it was an individual sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it was on me. You know, it wasn't on the team. And but I. Fell in love with football and coming here, man, it was just a difference for me. I just love the culture. Um, did you get here? Did you get recruited by other schools? Yeah, so uh, Texas Tech was my first one, and Utah came right after that. And I just saw the way Utah was keep on contacting me and staying in touch with me, and I just loved it. But I also had USC. Texas A&M, Oregon, you know, all the big schools, but just Utah, I fed at home. So good. That makes us feel so good. <laughs> so when um, when you ran track, what, what did you run in track? So I ran the 100, 200, 400. I was all over the place, relays, wherever you need me. I was that guy. What was your best time in the 100? Best time in the 100, a 10 7 Pretty Dang. quick. <laughs> Dang, dude. That's fast. Appreciate that. So did you always play DB or did you play receiver too with that 
lightning speed? Man, my senior year, they finally let me on the other side of the ball. Did a little bit of running back, receiver. It was it was it was great, and I loved it. But DB, that's where I felt at home the most. So what did you learn as a receiver that now as a DV as an elite cornerback that you uh, you now what at, as a receiver what did you learn to get the upper hand and competitive advantage against a cornerback and now you know that so now it's made you a better cornerback did that make sense Yeah man just watching watching the way they line up or they move because their alignment can tell a lot so just coming to college and learning real db real stuff it's just like wow everything is about the game of patience you know you just got to beat them with the patience so give us an example of how they they line up differently in one in one particular way or a different in another way man the water to split you know the water his legs is farther closer apart you can tell if he's going to do a immediate inside route or He's going to try to take you on a deep route. Or if he's close to the formation, then he's going to try to spread it out, spread the ball out. It's just it's just a bunch of things, man. Yeah. And that's what you study during the week on film. Oh, yeah, definitely. On the week. Okay, so take us to the UCLA game. Did you always stay on the left side, or do you swap back and forth? When you're in a man-to-man coverage and your guy goes in motion, do you have to go across the formation to stay with them? Yeah, so it just depends on the call. Um, some you go with, some zones you just stay on your side. But I typically like the right side more than the left side. But you Why know, is I, that? Can play, I can play both sides. Uh, <laughs> I just feel more comfortable. You know, yeah. Everybody has a preference. Absolutely. I agree. This podcast episode is brought to you by Summit Foot and Ankle. Thank you so much for supporting, no pun intended, our University of Utah student-athletes. So uh, the Utah fans are pretty extraordinary because when you go on an away game, it's like a home game. There were so many fans Everybody. at Baylor and in the Pac-12 championship I go every year and it's like three quarters Ute fans. I just love the youth, man. They just we they love travel as a pack. Right Thank oh, you, man. Yeah, Thank no, you. We do. <laughs> because you represent us so well. Oh yeah. So te- teach us about how you get ready for a game, man. Everybody wants to know. Every player has their own thing. You wake up. What do you do? What do you eat? What kind of music do you listen to to get ready up, ready to go? So when I wake up, man, I got to start my day with some tea, some. Uh, some type of lemon ginger or just some lemon tea to start my day to get me good and active for the morning. Um, in the morning as well, just try to go over little formations, little things I can't, my last look really, just to take into the game with me. Um, Do you watch like, any film at all before the game? or you You've been doing that all week. so it's, Yeah, we've been doing that all week, yeah. so it's already kind of in my mind. I just really just – Need to see. I'm a visual person, so I just need to see it on paper for me to be able to be like, okay, I can anticipate this or they're doing that. So yeah, that's my morning. Okay, keep going. So then, what do you boom. eat? What do you eat? And when? Ooh. How far before the game starts do you eat? So we have a little team team meal or whatever it is for that day, depending on if it's a morning game or night game. But if it say you say UCLA, it was a Mm, afternoon game, so I ate a little breakfast. Um, you can't eat too much because then you're gonna be sitting on your stomach and 
mess you up for the warm-ups, but yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had a game one time, home game. I won't tell you what the quarterback's name was, but right in the middle of the first quarter, he sprints. I've never seen him run so fast in my life. Sprints for the locker room. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and everybody kind of knew what was going on with Little his guts. stomach. Man, yeah. oh, my gosh. He came back, and everybody gives him a standing ovation. <laughs> it's like, dude, don't fake it. It wasn't your shoulder, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, when you have the bump guts, it's the oh worst. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you eat, and then what do you do? Do you do relax? How do you save your energy? Do you put, What kind of music do you listen to? What do you do? So... My music varies. Listen to a little rap, a little pop, a little R and B, just depending. When it comes close to the game, rap helps me get more into my game mode. So, you know, while I'm warming up in my warm up, I get out there twenty minutes beforehand. With headphones on? With headphones on. Get a little two good laps because that's that's how I get my body warmed up. Yeah. Just, you know, from track, you know, I'm just oh, programming yeah. me, so that's how I get my body warmed up, and after that, just doing some dynamic stretches. We do stretching, but not really dynamic, and not everything that I want to hit. So definitely, just got to hit that beforehand before the team activities start. Okay, so I think you could teach us a lot about how do you how do you separate challenges off the field and and learn from them so that when you hit practice, when you hit game, you can separate anything that might be going really good in your life or something that might be tough on your uh, in your life right now so you can focus in on just being the best elite athlete you can possibly be. Man, you know, they teach us that here in college, but I had to do that in high school. You know, my family going through a lot of battles themselves and, you know, game time coming up or – game time that day, you know, you just have to be able to zone things out just for that time period. And, you know, it's of course it's real life, but, you know, when you're out on that field, you know, you just got to stay between the lines and just everything you practice, everything you work for, you know, you just got to put everything to the side of your mind. That's how I do it. I love it. So let's just talk for a minute about you're an expert, I can tell. <laughs> Let's teach people who don't play sports, who go to work. It might even be an eight-five job. What What have you learned from sports that you could remind us about? That you could teach us about how to stay focused at work. You know, there's a lot of folks out there who have a bad rap right now. Mm-hmm. That they stay in. You know, millennials. Yeah, they only stay in a job for two years max, and they're always leaving, and they're doing that, and there's no loyalty and everything. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, you come in as an elite athlete, and you're saying you got to keep it between the lines. You got to fire up. You got to separate. If something's going bad in your life, you got to walk on that field and focus. That seems to me like a really good job uh, description, a really good motivational speech for a company. NIL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, man, it's just something you have to learn. It take it definitely takes a long time for you to being able to separate things and all that, but. The first thing I do is just being able to breathe. Just got to be able to control your breathing because, of course, it might be a lot going on up there, but if you're able to breathe, it can kind of slow everything down for you so you can kind of 
put everything in perspective one by one. And that's how I, that's how I do it. Just being able to breathe and just talk to yourself, just telling yourself you're good, it's good, everything's good, and you know, just being able to manifest it. Okay, so what happens if you get beat deep? What happens if you, what happens if you uh, screw worst. up a coverage, man? What do you, how do you recover mentally and physically? Man, DB. Um, yeah, my and corner. for the record, he chose the most difficult, the craziest position on the field. You know, with all due respect to the offensive linemen, no one even sees what they do, man. Set hut and it's a big pile. But yeah. you're out there on an island all by yourself, man. Yeah. And uh, and you chose it. You want that action. That's pretty impressive. That's kind of crazy to, that somebody would want to put themselves in the most visible, most high-pressure position in their job, and you choose it. So talk to me. What happens when it doesn't go exactly like you thought it was going to go? Man, it's just next play mentality. It's just DB, you're going to get beat on at least one or two plays, but that's not going to – Define who you are. It's not going to define how that game's going to outcome, you know. So it's just getting right back to it. Okay, I got beat. I know what he's going to do. I'm not going to let him do it no more. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got this one on me. Of course, you're going to get one, but not no more. Just that thing. And yeah, my corner room, we call it the spotlight because, oh, like yeah. you said, <laughs> the spotlight is all on us. And, you know, if we make one mistake or one false move, everybody sees it. And you know that's what that's why I love it because I know I'm up for the test. I know I can do it. I so love it, man. I it's love just it. bring it on, baby. Give me your best natural. guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so next next play mentality. It's easy to say, mm-hmm. but yeah. So you gotta you gotta go through it a couple of times because yeah, you're gonna feel it. And high school, I remember one game. It was my worst worst game. Man, just going on top of me, score. Two, three touchdowns, and that's that's a game I was like, man, it's just, what am I doing? Like, is everything gonna be okay? And as far as your teammates too, you know, them being there for you, just telling you, hey, it's good, it's good, and you know that does go a long way. It does go a long way. And after that game, I just like, man, it just you see how serious it is, and being able to breathe, and man, just putting it in the back of your mind because. You know your team got you, and we all in this together. Absolutely. A huge shout-out thank you to Summit Foot and Ankle for always being there for our student-athletes' needs in rehabilitation, recovery, and becoming the very best they can possibly be. So let's get really personal. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? <laughs> mm, that's, a, that's a hard one. I've asked so many of the players, and you would just crack up some of the answers they've given me. So come on, man. <laughs> Ooh, uh, maybe two movies. Come on, baby. it's it's a romantic movie. Oh uh, no, baby! <laughs> it's an old movie. I I forgot the name of it, but it's just a love story. I'm a big. I used to be a big lover boy, so <laughs> all the rom coms and all that. I, I'm I I'm down it, for it. I love it, man. I'm a big Marvel's guy. As well, so That's anytime a marble come out, I'm on it. Oh my gosh, what a hoot! <laughs> you know, I won't out your out your your fellow players, but one his favorite movie was was uh, Harry Potter, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you want us to edit that out of the interview? <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. So, uh, you know, I remember when I interviewed Clark Phillips, and he listens to hymns before a game because his dad was a preacher. Yeah. And uh, it's been kind of fun. You know, I always listen to, you know, I'm a rock and roll rap guy now, you know, I just want to get fired up, and that was not really the best thing. I might lose 30 pounds in water weight before they even kicked it off, you know, because I yeah. got so <laughs> fired up. But what do you listen to at game time? Do you, do you want to get pumped up? You say you like rap, you like all kinds of music, but or, or do you want to calm down because you're a, a, a CB, because you're a corner? So when I'm on the bus or on the way, it's usually calm music because you know, the calm before the storm and just puts me in the right mindset. But as I start taping up, start getting ready, I start amping it up because, you know, it's starting to get real, starting to get that time. So, yeah, it's definitely rap music on my mind when I'm warming up, almost that time to go or, you know, right before. I love it. So we had a sports psychologist when I played Dr. Henshin real famous he's since passed away but mm. so I returned kicks and punts too back in the day okay. and I would just you know the only time I ever made a highlight film was when they you know made fun of me I was you know fixing my pads and combing my hair and licking my fingers and it was like 30 minutes before the kickoff you know I'm like <sighs> and finally he said you know Clark start thinking of it like a rubber band and just loose and then as the game time gets closer and closer you start stretching when you walk out on the field you're back in the end zone right waiting for the kickoff all of a sudden it's maxed you're like and as soon as that ball is kicked in the air you know you're a cat yeah (laughs) so do you do that every play as i remind every athlete you know it's a 35 second shot clock and the average football play lasts five seconds and by the time they unpack the, the huddle i mean unpack the pile you've got about 25 seconds in between each play to get your mind right to get your body right to figure out what you're going to do. And if you just got beat, you know, when you say it's, you know, next play mentality, but I've been there, dude. It's yeah. That's the hardest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to say. <laughs> so 25 seconds. So what do you do, man? You know, you just brought up a, a horrible game you had in high school. And isn't that strange that you remember that? I bet you remember the whole game Literally. because of what we learned from our losses and our defeats and our failures more than our wins. Exactly. So how do you – I just want to keep milking it. You're the perfect guy to ask, man. You're in the toughest position. How do you recover when things didn't go your way? Man, I just – I think of it as, you know, losses turns to lessons. It's I love it. Losses being, uh, we suck, all that. No, it's just lessons that you learn every time. And being able to learn all that, it just makes you a better person. So you can take what you learn on the field and apply it to your life off the field? Oh, yeah. Definitely a life skill. Yeah. So how many years have you been at Utah? Man, I came 2019, so I've been here a while, and I've been loving it. So you were here when, uh, when, when Jordan and Lowe, uh, yeah, that was tragedy she hit. Man, just... Walk us through that. What? How did you find out about it? And uh, one of the things, I always get emotional when I talk about it, JT, that... If you watched what UCLA did, if you watch what the opposing teams do when we get to the fourth quarter. Hey, it's a it's whole so different cool. mind switch, I tell you. And even the UCLA fans got it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Man, it's just, um, you know, Ty was my teammate, and, you know, I loved him. I didn't get to interact with him 
like that, but you know, he was a big impact player for our team and he was the difference, man, and he was a star and star shine bright and he was shining bright, man. It's just it's just so unfortunate and so crazy what happened. And did it put same thing. time into perspective, like, you know, man, I got to practice harder, it might happen. Yeah, it goes fast. You never yeah. know. And with the low situation, man, that was my dog for real. And mm-hmm. when I first got to campus, you know, we all in the dorm together. He's my dorm buddy. So it's just we was able to make that bond, build that bond. And, you know, I, I got that call that night. It happened. And – from the coaches or who who let everybody know? It was, you know, just my and team, one of my quick, teammates, yeah, fast. you know, bam, just bam, my bam. teammate. And it's just, you know, that's when I was I was injured at the time. So, you know, because I would, I would have been there. I would have been in the area. I would have. You would have been at the party. I would have been at the party. Oh, and my it's gosh. Just, it just puts everything into perspective for you, for real. Yeah. But, you know, just to, for that to happen to he, man, he. He was – that was one of the most genuine guys I know for real. And, you know, it, it always happens to the good ones, you know. Mm-hmm. God sends them too early, but it's just – man, he he was a star, man, and so genuine. But it was just – that whole thing was crazy, but definitely had us playing with passion for sure, man. And every time the fourth quarter comes when we at home, it just puts us – to a different mindset. Yeah. I just feel it every time. Yeah, back in the day, you know, do the haka, or back in the day, you'd bring in these big old drums and beat them and scare the crap out of everybody, hit the, you know, shoot off a cannon or something. <laughs> All the loud noise. <laughs> Boom, bang. Like, What's this fourth quarter? And now it just it brings everybody back down to reality. Let's, this yeah. is good. You know? The time is short, man, and it's precious, too. It's just you don't realize it until it's too late, but some folks start to realize it beforehand, and it's just really crazy. You're so mature. So how old are you? So I'm 22. Very cool, man. I appreciate that. So mature. What a great young man. Okay, everybody wants to know, what's your favorite food? So if you 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 wake up, you have some tea, Mm -hmm. then you have a little breakfast, uh, whatever that might be, high carbs like French toast or pancakes or something like that. I know how that goes. But <laughs> your favorite food when you're out on one of your romantic dates, man, what's what's your favorite go-to food? Man, when I'm out with my lady, man, uh, we get to go for some good old juicy steak. That's good. Or man. some good old Italian pasta, man. It's uh-huh. just either or. It's just those, those two are my favorite meals to go to and to fall on. Because I know they're going to get me right every time. Yeah, that's so funny. Is there a favorite restaurant in Salt Lake City so we can start sucking up to the NIL possibilities? Come on, man. Ah, man, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm from Oklahoma, so, you know, I always go to Texas Royal House. Texas Royal House is always yeah, down the street for me. Oh, yeah. Always juicy steaks. Oh, get yeah. me right. Okay, you hear that, Texas Roadhouse. Make get a call. Me, I don't Come know what on. the number is at the University of Utah Athletic Department, but. We got we got JT right now on the line, baby. Step it up. Free food. You know, hey. maybe throw in a nice, you know, Corvette or something. Come on. Something, man. <laughs> Just get me right. <laughs> this podcast episode is brought to you by Summit Foot and Ankle. 
They are always there for our University of Utah student-athletes to help them get back on the field and perform at a higher level than they had before. Get any hobbies when football season's over? What do you do? You know, you garden like Cam Risinger? <laughs> Man, no, just... Uh... You try to have winter trying to, sports? Come on, man. I'm trying to find more. I'm, I'm an outside guy, so I'm trying uh, to find more hikes and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, Utah's big on hiking. Oh, yeah. You know, so. National parks, it's beautiful around here. Yeah, just trying to. A romantic hike with your lady and yeah. get a little picnic, a little blanket <laughs> out on the grass. I, yeah. Do it all. Come and, on, um, man. I'm a, I'm a big bike guy, so I like to bike, too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, y'all got all types of trails here. Yeah. So. And that's one of the best things we can do for rehab and for strength. Oh, yeah. I know I, I increased my vertical and my 40 wow. just biking a lot. Yeah. yeah. It Stadium does make steps a and biking. Yeah, that's really no, low impact, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, who's your favorite NFL team? What, you know, if you could get drafted by this specific team and you will get drafted, my man. Appreciate that, man. But uh, what, who, who would you want to play for? I, I won't put you on the spot. Let's go for two teams. And why? Man, just, I used to have a favorite two teams. Um, I used to be a big Seahawks guy. Really? Um, yeah. Man, Richard Sherman, man, is just. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He, he was that primetime dude. and Big guy. Just that dog. And it just made me fall in love with the whole team. And they was good, too. Um, Marshawn Lynch was on there, too. Oh, yeah. It's just. Wilson, the whole deal, yeah. They they had everybody, and it's just that's why I fell in love with it, really. But I would say them right now, and um, Rams. I would say the Rams because they just got dogs on defense. Um, Ramsey, yeah, just uh, just uh, you dated my Donald too. My daughter's girl, uh, my daughter's roommate. Really? He, that's when I started paying attention to him. He is the dog. Hey, oh, my goodness. Not man. only a cover guy, but he will light you up. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't just like care. You, dude. <laughs> just like you, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, just those two really just my favorite right now because, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a team. I mean, I'm a person's guy right now. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the team. So. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's wind down. Let me get – let me uh, – ask you what I always ask all the athletes. What I want you to do, my friend, is to look in the camera and uh, talk to every single high school football player in the country and their parents and tell them why they should come and play for the University of Utah. Man, just Utah, man, it's just, if you're a big family guy, we, we, we have a culture here and just the whole team is family. If you like winning, first of all, it's just... We're a winning program, and if you want to be with the winners, just and it teaches you about life skills here, life skills too here, and you just learn a lot, man. Just you know, I I came here a long time ago. I don't have no regrets, and you send your son or daughter here, you know they'll love it too, and you'll be happy because these coaches really do care, and they'll make your future brighter. And I just love it here, man. Go use, baby. And now you know from a fan's perspective and a, and a former player how much we love and respect you, my friend, because you represent that. all of us, you know. Yes, you never – I watch you a lot. And you <laughs> never take a playoff. That matters Pain. to me. I know. Yeah. That matters to me. And uh, 
I've interviewed so many pro coaches and so many uh, NCAA coaches, the biggest names, and they all agree that winning and losing a game boils down to six plays. You never know what they are until after the game. It's a game of inches, man. You got it. And you can't afford to take a playoff, so that's probably my greatest compliment I could give you, my friend, <laughs> is that you never take a playoff. It's third and one, and they've lined up, and they've shortened their – there's their spacing and 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 you know it's a it's a quarterback sneak and yet they got the dude out on the sideline and you just I'm you hoping it comes to me. I know I like and see it in your body language. You're like that's it. Come on, <laughs> I dare you to go deep. I dare you to come across the middle. There you go, JT Broughton. And if you're in the NIL world, I want you to Get step me, it up. <laughs> and how can we follow you on social media? Uh, just. My handle is JT for life for EVA. Um, I'm not hard to reach. Um, just look for any opportunities. I'm open to anything. I'm a leader and just here to make a difference for sure. Absolutely. So, this is Dan Clark, Power Players with Dan Clark. And one I appreciate the, you, Dan. One of the finest young men who happens to play football. There's a huge difference between the person and the performance, and we get both of them in you, my friend. Thanks for Say joining that. us. You are stud muffin hunk of burning love. <laughs> you go. The views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV or Sinclair Broadcast Group.